Welcome Colgate country. This is Eric Malinowski. Glad to be with you with another Colgate Raider Report podcast. And we're going to open up the show with Colgate softball. I know as you look out your window and the snow continues to fall, it's hard to believe that softball season is here, but we're very excited that it is. And I welcome in Marissa Lamison and Myers, head coach of Colgate softball. Now coach, as you do look out the window and see all the snow falling, is it kind of hard to believe that you guys are set to go to Florida to open up your season? Yeah, we are super excited. We can't wait to get down south with some warmer weather and less snow and play out on the dirt. Now, when are you guys leaving, Coach? I believe when? Your first game is Friday? Yes, we are set to leave uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, we're taking off and landing Thursday evening in Jacksonville, and we play Friday morning. Now, do you have any experience with this site? I know the tournament is being held at Jacksonville University. Have you ever been to the home of the Dolphins before? We have not. This is going to be uh, our first trip and my first trip down to Jacksonville. And we also play in North Florida on Friday, Jacksonville on Saturday. So this is our first trip down to, to either school. And, and we're really excited uh, to see their facilities. They have beautiful facilities. So it'll be nice to play in something like that. And let's discuss the teams in this tourney. I believe you guys kick off with South Dakota State. I know it's tough, Coach. First game of the season, you really don't have any current film to watch on your opponent. But saying all that, what do you know about South Dakota State? South Dakota State, they have a potent offense. Uh, They look to put the ball in play. They swing at a lot of good pitches. So it's going to be one of those things where if our pitchers show up and throw good strikes, um, you know, we we should be okay. We've been really working hard on the defensive side of things, shoring up our glove work and communication. Uh, But South Dakota State's going to be tough. They're going to test all of that defensive work that we've put in. And on the other hand, they have a a pitcher. Her name is Taylor Compton. She's their number one. So I'm expecting to see her. And if that's the case, hopefully we just hit the ball where it's pitched. Now I know the team's focus is on South Dakota State because that's game number one, Coach. Mm -hmm. But from a coaching standpoint – In a tournament format, you guys got to look ahead and know your other opponents in the tournament. So for the listener's perspective, tell us what you know about North Florida. Yeah, North Florida, uh, they're tough. They hit a lot of ground balls, and they run. They stole upwards of 60-some bases last year. They like to move runners. They like to take advantage of, of other teams' mistakes. So it's one of those things defensively we're going to have to stay alert for all seven innings. We can't take our eye off of the next base and the next play because North Florida is already thinking three steps ahead. So we're going to try to stay solid defensively, you know, allow our pitchers to do their thing, and hopefully we can we can put together a good defensive game. Talking to Marissa Lamis and Myers on the Colgate Raider Report podcast, and finally Jacksonville, what do the Dolphins look like this season? Same thing, they run as well. They swung the bat well last year. We're looking at getting ahead offensively, uh, getting ahead of their pitching and staying ahead and staying defensively. Our pitchers focusing on that first pitch strike and throwing back-to-back strikes and trying to keep the ball as much in the infield as we possibly can. We're going to rely on on our catchers behind the plate to kind of throw them out. They run. They stole close to 100 bases last year. So it's one of those things where we're really testing ourselves right off the bat. And before we talk more about your actual team this season, Coach, Just tell me, what is the Madeira Beach Spring Invitational? Now, I looked at all the teams involved in this tournament, and I don't think I saw any Florida teams. So is it just a lot of teams coming down south to play some softball? 
Yeah, it's geared towards the northern schools just because of, of weather. It's a larger tournament, accepts more teams than those who are hosted at, at a university in Florida. So um, it's more of a community field. Uh, there's about four fields in the park. It's a lot bigger. It's a lot broader. Now let's break it down by positions, Coach. First of all, let's start with your pitching staff. Tell the Colgate softball fans out there a little bit about the pitching staff that we expect to see in 2019. So we have two returners. Um, Jessica Hay is our junior, uh, Bella Crow, sophomore. We have those two, and then we have freshman Caitlin Baruso, who is looking to pick up some innings this year. You know, we're excited where we left off last year. Uh, both Jess and Bella did really well for us. They threw a lot of good innings, quality innings, uh, got us out of a lot of good jams. So we're excited to have them back, and we're hopefully adding Caitlin, a freshman who who is looking to chew up some solid innings for us as well and keep us in the game as long as they possibly can and allow our defense and offense to make plays. And you got a pretty decent catcher catching the pitches this year. Virginia Irby, of course, receiving preseason accolades, Coach. She, by far, is one of the most talented catchers I've had the privilege of coaching. Um, I think hopefully we can kind of get her rolling here in her in her junior year to kind of pick up where she left off. Um, I'm looking for her to lead the, lead the infield and, and lead our pitching staff and uh, kind of set the tone offensively for us. Uh, I think she is one that we're going to look to in those clutch and pressure situations to to come through with a base hit or or kind of move the line. What about the infield, Coach? So we've been working really hard with our infield in terms of replacing Holly and shoring up some holes that that we had uh, last year. So, you know, I think we have a solid solid infield. They work well together. They communicate. You know, we have a freshman uh, coming in who's going to eat some time up at third base. So I'm hoping, you know, that that is successful for us, which I'm excited for. And it seems like we're gelling a little bit better, you know, in year two. They understand the defenses. They understand the communication, and they're more comfortable. And that's what that's what we're going for. So I, I think year two with our with our infield is going to be is going to be a good one. What's center right and left looking like this year, coach? Yeah, center, I mean, center field has been a battle between uh, junior Jordan Miller and and sophomore Mia Guevara. They both are playing really well, and they both have really strong arms. I think both of them, and I I speak for Jordan especially, she might have the strongest arm in the league in terms of outfield. So it's been a battle out there. Um, Freshman Becca Johnson kind of came in, and, and she's locking down left field for us. We have another freshman, McKenna Saunders, who... Um, who can run, so we're looking for her to close some gaps. Coach, you mentioned being comfortable. I would assume it's almost like night and day between season one and season two as you're entering your second year as Colgate head softball coach. Just talk a little bit about how was preseason different this year? Yeah, I think we have found that we've had a more efficient offseason. We've had a more efficient spring and fall practice. And that's something that has benefited us as a team. We kind of could skip the introductions and the fundamental hard work and get right into team and communication. I think everybody, for the most part, is more confident going into this opening weekend than I think we were last year as a whole 
just because everyone's a lot more comfortable with each other. Yeah, and you mentioned the confidence factor, such tough competition. I know it's really hard to get those early season wins, Coach, but how important is it for confidence to get a couple quick Ws, or is it more about how the team is playing rather than the actual results in the early stages of the season? I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's important that we can sneak in uh, a couple wins earlier than what I think the program is used to. Uh, I think that's going to be important for confidence, but I also believe it's the way we play, how we win, and how we lose games. Um, I think the ability to compete against the competition we have scheduled at a high level and lose a tight one is a little different than competing and getting blown out, which I don't think is going to happen. So as much as I hate hate losing, I think the winning for us is really important. Get a few W's in the, in the column before we come in and open Patriot League play. Colgate picked to finish sixth in the preseason poll. Is this just a number, Coach? Is it anything you talk about with the team, or is this something you really don't pay attention to? We don't pay attention to it. I think preseason polling is rough in terms of nobody really knows what they have with your freshmen coming in. It's a strict opinion, and we don't pay any attention to it. We appreciate the undermining us and and looking past us. Uh, we take it as a challenge. And like you said, you really don't know how the season is going to shake out, Coach, but saying that, heading into the year, what are your expectations of the Patriot League? What are you expecting from other conference members this year? It's going to be a tough conference. I think it's going to be a tough battle for those four slots. I'm looking at Boston again, and you know I think they're going to be tough to beat. As far as Lehigh is concerned, again, another, another battle, but I think it's something that we can handle. And, and the rest of the conference, I think, is shaping up to be a battle for one, two, three, and four. I think it could, it could go any way, which way. That's why I stress to the team, it is imperative that we compete early in league play just because once you get down to, to late April, May, that's really when things start to shake down. So if we can compete early, we have a chance. For all the Colgate softball fans out there ready to go, Coach, is there anything that they need to know, any rule changes this year that are somewhat significant that the Colgate fan base may not be aware of or it's pretty much business as usual? It's business as usual here. I think, uh, you know, I'm hoping for a lot more fireworks this year from this team. Absolute pleasure talking to you once again. Best of luck, and I'm sure we'll chat again before the season's over. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you. That is Colgate head softball coach Marissa Lamison-Myers on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Welcome back to the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Very glad to be talking to one of the stars of the Colgate softball team right now, Virginia Irby. You were recently named to the preseason All-Patriot League team. Your reaction, Virginia? Marissa told me that I made the preseason team, and I was just really honored, honestly. I didn't have too much of a grand reaction but I was definitely excited and I'm looking forward to living up to that so great numbers a year ago what have you been doing in the off season to make sure you have another fantastic year um well honestly in the off season I've really been focusing on some of my defensive stuff I'd really like to get some more throws out at second base and been working a lot with my shortstop trying to get that done catching people stealing this year um as far as offense I've really been trying to work some some off speed trying to be working some outside see if I can get a little bit more doubles 
onto my stats this year. So so many aspects to the defensive position of catcher Virginia. What is the most challenging? Is it throwing out base runners? Is it calling a game? Is it catching the pitches? What is the most challenging for you? Well, I think probably one of the most challenging parts about catching is communication. You know, like for a catcher, you're the only one that can see the entire field. And so at practice, we're constantly trying to hone in on making better communication and being able to really direct our field and our different players so that we can get things done. So I think that's probably really one of the hardest parts just because you're making some bang-bang plays and some bang-bang decisions, and you're just hoping they're right when you're making them. (laughs) How much smarter are you when it comes to the catching position from a defensive standpoint now as a junior compared to when you were a freshman? It's really helped having Marissa here. She always is by me with practice and kind of giving me some tips on the different calls I'm making and also sometimes going ask her questions about, you know, was the right call or do you think I should go here depending on the defense that's out and so really having that experience with her last year and now coming into this year has been really helpful definitely from freshman year to now. How does the calling of the game work Virginia is that you is that coach is that a combination? If we're talking calling pitches normally our assistant coach Amanda Fazio normally does a lot of the pitch calling uh, we normally have some communication before the game about how the pitchers are looking, what's looking good. We'll all kind of talk to the staff and figure it out and see what's best. As far as on the field, that's all me normally and some of the people like our shortstop, middle infielders, and outfield, all trying to figure it out together. How is the pitching staff looking this year? I see a couple familiar faces back. Yeah, we have a couple familiar faces. We have Jessica Hay and we have uh, Bella Crow and we got a new incoming freshman. We call her Cabo, and they're, they've been working really hard. So I'm excited to see how they do this year. How key is it that you have a great rapport with your pitching staff? I mean, knowing your pitcher is one of the biggest things in softball is being a catcher. So you really got to know each one of them. Each one's different. You know, some can get yelled at. Some just like a joke. You know, it kind of depends. So you got to know how to settle them down, how to make them excited, and just got to work hard for them on the field. Second year with this Colgate coaching staff. So I would have to assume that preseason was a little different because you know one another now they know what to expect from you you know what to expect from them so as coach stated I would assume this preseason was more efficient because there wasn't that feeling out process yeah I think we definitely kind of got here and knew what to expect and so we just got and really grinded and tried to work hard and really invested in the process with them so let's talk a little bit about the schedule this year Virginia how excited are you that Colgate softball spends over two weeks in Florida during the season (laughs) I'm excited. You know, it's funny because everyone here is really jealous that we're getting to some warm weather. And, you know, I I can't say I blame them. You know, we're about to get 14 inches of snow here today. So I'm pretty excited to be in Florida with some warm weather and just play some softball. And some games coming up in the state of Virginia, your home state, Virginia. How close is Fairfax to Richmond? Uh, Fairfax is probably about two hours from me. It's closer to the D.C. area. So it's a little bit farther north, but not too bad. So still plenty of family and friends in attendance for those games? We'll see, yeah. I'm hoping that some of my family can make it, and I'm actually hoping some of the girls that I've worked with at home that are younger are going to be able to make it to that game. I know they're excited about it. I've been having some different dads <laughs> texting me, talking to me about it, telling me they're excited for their kids to come. So I'm hoping that they'll be able to make it for those. What makes you such a good student, Virginia? Why do you feel you have so much success in the classroom? I just try my best to pay attention and really listen to what the professors are having to say. All the professors here are great. They really go the extra mile to work with all the students, and you just really got to invest in that process, too. Just like you got to invest in your coaches, you got to invest in your professors. You know, they're all here for the same reason. So that's probably just paying attention, listening, and making sure I'm building a good relationship with them, and it all pays out. I know they are all unique in their own right, but is the junior year at Colgate the most challenging when it comes to academics, or that's really tough to say? 
no, I mean, I definitely, my, my fall semester was tough. I had some really tough professors with a really heavy workload. So that was definitely the hardest semester that I've probably had here. I'm hoping this semester won't be quite as bad, but definitely my, my junior fall was a rough one. But, I mean, still came out doing well, but it was definitely tougher than my other semesters. Virginia, have you always sported the glasses while playing softball? Do you need them? Are they for a protection <laughs> standpoint? Tell us a little bit about the glasses. No, the uh, well, my team calls them the gogs. I get made fun of because they're called the gogs, and I can't go anywhere without my gogs. <laughs> no, but they're, uh, they're actual prescription glasses, and the reason they look the way they do is because they have to be shatterproof in order for us to play with, like, goggles or glasses on and NCAA play, so... I do have to use them. I need them to see. <laughs> They're not just for, for protection, and I can't, unfortunately, wear contacts, so that's why I wear them. Does the number 20 have a special place in your heart or just another jersey number? No, the number 20 was actually my sister's number, so that's where it came from, and I've just been sticking with it. The catcher's position, a very physically demanding position, so hanging into your junior year. Do you feel like a grizzled veteran or still pretty fresh? <laughs> I'm definitely feeling some of the wear and tear, but, you know, I'm ready to go. I've been having some shoulder problems, unfortunately, but we've been working hard at PT for the past, I don't know, six or seven months, and I feel pretty good to go now. So I'm excited to get out there and throw and just play. I'm feeling good. Virginia, even over the phone, your energy is infectious. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, and best of luck this season. Yeah, thank you for having me, Eric. Always a pleasure. That is Colgate softball junior catcher Virginia Irby on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Talking Colgate men's lacrosse on the Colgate Raider Report podcast, this is Eric Malinowski, and now a two-time guest, Matt Carwick, the men's lacrosse head coach at Colgate Coach, Colgate University, men's lacrosse with their first win against national powerhouse Syracuse in over a decade. How did the 2019 Raiders team pull off this amazing accomplishment? First of all, if you don't mind, Eric, I just got to have unbelievable respect for Syracuse University and John Desco and his staff. I've known those guys for a long time. I've looked up to them as, as a young coach, and, and I'm just happy and, and extremely humbled to be um, you know, having the same conversation and certainly to get out of, of Syracuse with a win up in the Dome. Uh, I'm proud of that, uh, obviously, but uh, I just I got to get my hats off to John Desco and those guys. I just I love and I respect those guys so much. Uh, I think, you know, one of the, the biggest thing for me is, is you know, our, our senior class in, in particular had just great poise throughout the game. If you watch the game, you know, we handled moments really well. Being up by three and then Syracuse making a classic Syracuse comeback, you know, our guys did a great job of just doing the things that they were asked to do and, and, and what we know to be true, some of the fundamental things that we that we do really well and we practice every day. And so I honestly think that the, our poise in those moments when we were up and both when they were coming back gave us a chance to not shoot ourselves in the foot and give us, uh, us a chance to win. What was the locker room like after this game, Coach? You know, our guys were excited. I'll tell you a quick story if you don't mind, Eric. The locker room afterwards, obviously, we, we had great excitement. And, and our, you know, our, our seniors brought me a, a game ball, which was a really special moment for me and, and, and them. And I'd rather talk about the moment when we got back, right? So you take an hour bus ride from Syracuse down back here to Hamilton, and, and we get in the locker room, and, and we talk to our guys, and we say, listen, they're all excited about it, you know, and I said, all right, listen, you know, we're we're extremely proud of you guys and the way that you worked, you know, did tonight, the way you executed at a high level, the poise that you had and everything else. And I said, we would have been proud of you if we lost, you know, and, and, and they kind of looked at me like, but yeah, coach, we kind of, but we won, 
you know, like, you know it's kind of exciting. Like it was a funny thing, and and uh, and that's a true statement. I think that's one of the things that I want to make sure our guys understand for sure, and that the listeners understand is that it's a process. You know, this is a great win for our program, no doubt about it. But if, that we're not going to let this win define us, or, def- or we're going to be defined by the quality at which we play the rest of the year and how much we grow. And, and that's what uh, I want to make sure we understand our, that our guys understand that we did a lot of great things. We end up on the opposite side, or excuse me, the uh, the right side of the of the win column there uh, this time. But we were a few bounces away from not being on that on that side, and that's okay too. You know, what part of this game is is about having such great poise in some of these moments and surviving some of these moments and attacking some of these moments. And I, th- I thought our guys throughout the course of the game had great support for one another. I mean, all 50 guys, you know, along the bench, and certainly our coaching staff kept a positive attitude when Syracuse was making their classic comeback. And first time Colgate is open with Syracuse coach since 2001. Now, did I hear you during your post-game presser, you saying that you wanted this game at the opener? Did I hear that correct? There's no doubt. There's no doubt. I don't think that you get, you know, I don't think you develop the way that you want to develop unless you play the top teams. You know, we got Binghamton coming up this weekend. Then we got Maryland on Tuesday. You know, they were playing Hobart. Then we're getting right into our Patriot League. And so, you know, when we were first looking at the schedule, when I first got here, I said, all right, we have to get Syracuse. They're an hour away for one, right? They're not, you know, everybody's backyard here. And and they're an unbelievable team. And so that'll be a great challenge for us to be able to get better. And also, whether we win or lose, it'll give us a sense of baseline of kind of where, all right, these are things that we're doing well. These are things we aren't doing well against a team that has a high caliber. I think sometimes when you don't play a, a tough schedule, you, you don't get a great sense of who you are um, and what you can accomplish. And I think that we really did with that first Syracuse contest. Nikki Petkovich, coach on the U.S. ILA Team of the Week for his four-goal performance in the big win against Syracuse. Discuss his play in the opener, coach. Nikki's got great poise, man. Like I said, I keep using that word, but I hope that's okay. But he's down there on the on the attack for us this year. He played a little bit of midfield last year. But he's been opportunistic. You know, he takes those chances take some of these shots and some of these other things that he plays really free and I love that he plays that way and, and we support those decisions he has but I guess four goals is great you know but if you look at the other guys he won't make the uh the columns a lot of times with the goal columns but a guy like you know sophomore Jimmy Cadigan who you know scored the first goal this year and then you didn't see him the rest of the game but what he was doing was he was setting picks for guys like Nicky you know setting picks for guys like Duncan as they're wrapping the corner scoring goals and so you know we celebrate those other moments. Nicky's he luckily had those four goals, especially the one at the end where he ran really hard and pumped it in, um, you know, to go up three. But, but I tell you what, our guys work so hard are the things that you don't see, and those are the things that we're showing right now at practice. Talking to Colgate men's lacrosse head coach Matt Carwick on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. The win against the Orange puts Colgate into the national rankings, coach. Is this something you mentioned to your team, or is it something you think about, or you don't pay attention to this after one game? No, I think we talk about it. I've, I've been on teams in the past where you don't talk about it. You know, you're ranked number one. And, and I think some of the classic coaches' thoughts, and maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, because this, you know, I, I like to think about this stuff. But I, I love talking about it. You know, I love saying, hey, fellas, listen, you know, in case you didn't know, we're really good. You know, you can joke about it and laugh about it, but you got to talk about it. You know what I mean? And and, and I don't think that you, you use the classic coach you know, like, all right, this is a great week to be hammering these guys because now they think they're, you know, their their chest is sticking out. You know, they think they're they're top notch, and and 
I want my guys to be confident in that light. And I don't think they're overconfident. I think they're going to work hard. I think they've had the humility that they've had the past three years, you know. And, and so I don't – I'm not in the, in, the, in the game of saying, all right, let's hammer these guys now and bring them back down the earth. I want to play the, the transparent game. Let's talk about it as a team. And, you know, I, I've even busted my own chops, you know, where I'm like, hey, guys, in case you didn't know, I'm the, you know, I'm the second coming here, uh, according to all lacrosse resources, you know, in the new era of Coach Carl. I'm like, I didn't score any goals. I didn't make any saves. I didn't make any slides. I didn't make. I didn't handle the ball one time out there. And all of a sudden, I'm the greatest. And so our guys like to you know, bust each other's chops, and certainly my chops. And I'll do the same way. And, and listen, we love the idea of, of being up in there. I'm glad that people think that we're that we're in that life. But we haven't done anything yet, honestly. We it's we're going to be defined by our progress here going forward. And, and that's what our guys understand. And going forward, coach, you mentioned the next opponent, Binghamton, on Saturday. Another road game for the Raiders and. Chris Cooper may know one or two things about the opponent on Saturday. Hi, Coach. He must be excited to coach against the team that he spent the last two years with. Yeah, no doubt. Coop's got the scout. We got the full scout ready to go. There's no doubt about this. But um, first of all, I think that uh, the head coach, Kevin McEwen, is a, is a great friend of mine, certainly a great friend of Chris's, who's just an unbelievable person, a heck of a coach. And, and we're, you know, listen, I, we don't know what they're going to do. You know, Chris left. They're going to probably mix it up. They may run some different stuff offensively and defensively. And, and you know, and I think that's awesome. I think so. We have the, the personnel, sure. And we know kind of who they are. We don't know any of the freshmen uh, other than what we've seen from their recruiting films and stuff like that. But but Chris is excited about it. You know, he, he's got the utmost respect for Kevin and, and that program down there at Binghamton, and so do I. Coach, you didn't have a midweek game. So what was the week like? Was it all about the scout for the Bearcats? Or since there was no midweek game, you had time for some other stuff as well we want to do less scouting report stuff this year i'm just a firm believer and you got to focus on yourself as much as you possibly can and so you know for example today we have the day off you know which may sound strange to some people because it's like well you're playing in a couple of days what are you doing and and for us it's it's a it's a mental you know reset it's a academic reset it's a you know whatever you need to do or want to do you can do today and so just as I spoke about a little bit about um, in the past of, of kind of having that the opportunity for growth, right? You got to leave opportunity for growth, and so today we take a day off. We've, we've got multiple guys coming in for film today to watch it on their own, uh, or with our coaching staff. They want to shoot out there today, and so we we leave that opportunity for growth for our guys, so that they can, you know, again, if they need to do academic stuff, they're going to be ready and kind of more ready for this weekend rather than bombarded with five straight days of practice. You know, I think that we're operating at a high level right now. I'm going to keep the gas pedal on for these guys. There's no doubt, but you got to leave opportunity for growth there's you know or else you're just going to be taking up all their time it's a long season coach with this being your first year at Colgate so much to talk about between uh you and I so I missed it the first time coach but what was your time like in England as you completed professionally in England and you did some coaching in England as well what was that like you know what traveling abroad and, and traveling in general I think it gives you such a great sense of I mean obviously you're going to get perspective on on things but it gave me a chance to get out on my own a little bit kind of literally a away from everybody and everything I've ever known. And it, the experience was full of, you know, helping myself figure out kind of what my my own style was like. I lived with a proper English family out there. I mean, I had to I had to vacuum the stairs every Wednesday. For, so, so you go from you go from living in a, you know, uh, your senior house uh, on campus uh, 
you know, where nobody cleans anything, right? Those, those are the worst houses you've ever seen. To I got to, you know, vacuum the stairs on Wednesdays. And, and I thought that that was really interesting. But it gave me a chance again to kind of say, all right, what am I going to do out here? How, how do I want to be? I want to train. I want to coach. I want to do these things. And, and, and that experience for me was, was a lot about learning the game from a different perspective, meaning they talk a lot about statistics over there. Soccer's that way, for example, over there. They, they know exactly the kind of statistics, how many touches a guy gets per week. And, and so and that, that kind of thing is really important to them about their training. And so that's, those are the kind of mentality I learned about over that way. And certainly um, had a good time coaching. I played a little bit over there, which was a lot of fun. It sounds, it sounds funny when you say playing professionally. It was, you know, we, we played in a league over that way that was, you know, me and a, a range of players from 16 to 45 year old guys um you know playing on the weekend at the club and so i that that was it's really funny that you say it professionally but it was it was a great chance for me to again to do some traveling afterwards as well you know i got a chance to go down to italy with my brother for a couple of weeks and, and certainly get a, just kind of that next experience did you let your wife know about the vacuuming does she still hold you to that standard on wednesdays coach <laughs> to vacuum the stairs not even close, man. Uh, no, it's funny. So my wife Andrea and I were together at the time. Um, uh, you know, certainly just dating, but it was it was really fun. She came to visit me, so she knew I had to vacuum a little bit. <laughs> but but uh, no, nah, I listen. I, I tell you what, my wife. Thanks for giving me a chance, a little segue here to talk about her because she's just she's my rock. You know, everything we go through. I look up at the sidelines after the Syracuse game, and I see her. You know, with my little baby, and she's also you know 32 weeks pregnant as well. So you get a great perspective perspective on life man when you when you win a game like that and you look up there and you see your family uh they're supporting you too you know next on the Raider Report podcast coach my guess is going to be one of your star players John McDonald what makes this senior from Summit New Jersey such an important piece to this Colgate men's lacrosse puzzle John has just such a great demeanor about him. He's he's calm. He's cool. He's collected. He's playing defensive midfield for us this year, um, and, and has, has always worked, um, from my knowledge and from what I've talked to with with other people about who he is as a person. He's always been a worker. You know, he's, you know, he's kind of knows what he wants to do and he's going to get after it. One of the great things about John is that he's an unbelievable teammate too. You know, right now we don't have any captains on our team, oddly enough, Eric, and that may sound strange to some of the listeners, but we, we've kind of decided that we're going to do a rotating senior captain thing or maybe even that week. I'm not really sure how I want it to look. And and really because of that, it's it's been leadership like John. If we made John a captain or if we made somebody else a captain, does that take away from their leadership ability? And that's everything from, you know, on the field and huddles to off the field. And what I mean by that is John's a guy that, that, that had, he won't tell you about it, but he, he's the guy that helped you know, our freshmen, he went up there on campus, found us a space and helped our freshmen schedule classes for the next semester, you know, and, and that's, that wasn't, we didn't set that up as coaches, you know, that was him. That was him designing that world because he knows how hard that is for, for freshmen to figure out what the heck they want to take. And, and, it, and it's not about, oh, you should take this class because it's the easiest class. It's about, no, let's take this professor. Let's take this class at this time because it really helps with the schedule or whatever it is. And, and so it, just helping our guys understand the value of what the education is like here and instead of like your classic captain or somebody else it's like all right listen up this is where you know we're running on thursday nights or you know whatever it is that that classic kind of captains does i think he's a guy that that is a leader in his own right and, and certainly has a great humility about him so i think he's excellent coach absolutely great stuff again can't wait until the next time we talk congrats on the win against syracuse and best of luck against binghamton 
Eric, thanks a lot, man. Anytime. Give me a shout. That is Colgate men's lacrosse head coach Matt Carwick on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. You have it tuned to the Colgate Raider Report podcast. My pleasure to be talking to for the first time. Colgate men's lacrosse player John McDonald and John first of all what was it like beating the orange for the first time in your Colgate career it was a pretty special experience you know as a senior class we, we worked really hard all four years but especially this year with a new coaching staff uh, coming in you know we worked hard all fall all summer uh, for an opportunity to play against Syracuse which has been uh, kind of the hallmark of college lacrosse you know, more than a, you know, 10 national championships, something like that. So it, it was a surreal experience to be able to share with the coaches and, uh, and the rest of the team. Once Syracuse closed the Colgate lead to 10-9 late, what was the key to the team not getting rattled and finishing the Syracuse team off? Uh, I think it was just remaining calm. Uh, our coaches, Coach Carwick, Coach Crawley, Coach Cooper, Coach Aquaveva, they really have a calming presence on the sideline and really let us go out there and make plays and just support us. So I think just remaining calm and and doing our thing out there. What was the mindset like going into the Syracuse game? As you mentioned, the resume speaks for itself for the Orange. Syracuse took it to you guys last year. So what was the mindset going into this one? Like you said, uh, we didn't finish as strong as we would have wanted to last season. So I think we came in just new year. We, we had so many things you know, change about us with a new coaching staff and, and a different style of play. Um, so we really just saw it as the first game. Obviously, when you get the chance to play a team like Syracuse, all the energy is already there, but just having that opportunity. What was the atmosphere like after the game, not only in the locker room, but on the short bus ride home as well? Uh, it was great. Everyone was obviously uh, super excited, su- super proud of the team. I think it was just uh, everyone looking around. You know, Hopefully, we can keep this positive momentum going. That's something the coaches preach and we preach throughout the team, just positive momentum. So. Hopefully we can take it into this Saturday against Binghamton and then Tuesday against Maryland. Now you're a senior. You did mention the new coaching staff. So in some aspects, is it sort of like starting all over again with the new coaching staff? A little bit. You know, it's a little bit obviously playing under a different coaching staff the first three years. But Coach Carwick, Coach Cooper, Coach Crawley, uh, Coach Shelley, Coach Aqua, you know, they came in first day and – they obviously wanted to know about you know our lacrosse careers, but they really tried to meet us as people. So I think having that jump start first and them getting to know us and us getting to know them, it's made the lacrosse part so much easier. You know they've been unbelievable to us, and you know we try and reciprocate that feeling. Has your role changed at all this season? Are you doing something different under the new coaching staff? Coach Carwick really preaches. Uh, I wouldn't say. You know, anything is, is too different, too crazy. But one thing that we've tried to take this year is Coach Carwick really preaches a growth mindset uh, and always constantly developing. Uh, we don't really worry about mistakes or, or anything like that. Uh, we just preach always getting better uh, each day. And I think that has really translated to on and off the field, just helping each other out in, in any way we can. What did you personally focus on in the off season to have your best year possible as a senior? Obviously, there's the strength and conditioning component. Uh, we have strength and conditioning coach, Coach Lee. He has a set from square run and what we should be doing physically, uh, nutrition-wise. But I think the leadership piece, uh, myself, we have a pretty big or senior class. I think we have 11 seniors. Um, for me and, and for the rest of the guys, all the seniors really took a step forward in the leadership process uh, with the turnover, obviously, in the coaching staff. And then throughout the summer, just reaching out to guys, like, how you know, how are we going to improve this summer? How are we going to make sure we, we're putting our best foot forward in the fall so we can be great in the spring? So I think myself, along with the rest of the senior class, really just took on that leadership role. 
I'm talking to John McDonald, Colgate men's lacrosse player, and you mentioned hopefully the momentum going forward for the rest of the season after the big win against Syracuse. Saying that, what are you expecting from the Bearcats Saturday afternoon as you guys take on Binghamton in Vestal? They're a really well-coached team. They're also a really talented team. Uh, we're just starting to get into the scouting. Our defensive coordinator actually used to coach there, so hopefully uh, he can give us a little bit of insight on what they do. Uh, but super talented, you know, move really well. So you know, we're going to have our hands full on Saturday, so, but we're really excited for the opportunity. The number 43 just handed to you, John, or is there significance behind that number? It was kind of just the jersey number that's given to me, but I've come to really love it. Obviously, you know, we talk a lot about leaving the jersey in a better place when we're here at Colgate. So I know the guys who were before me, like Ryan Walsh uh, and myself, and then hopefully I can pass it down to someone who, you know, the number 43 jersey will mean something to them too. What kind of work do you put in as far as academics are concerned to get the grades that you've been getting here at Colgate University? Yeah, definitely. You know, one of the reasons you come to Colgate um, – is to go to a premier academic institution. Um, I think just taking advantage of your resources here at Colgate, they do so much for you as a student athlete. Just making sure you have, you know, meetings with office hours, offering tutor, academic support with Angela Marathakis and Aaron DeMarco. You know, day to day, you obviously just have to get your homework done, but just having those resources that I've used throughout my career has really helped me kind of excel not only athletically, but also academically. I know your senior year is still in progress, but I've been asking different student athletes throughout the course of this season. What do you feel is your most challenging academic year to date? Is it your senior year? Was it your junior year? That seems like a popular answer. What do you think is the most challenging year as far as academics are concerned for a student athlete at Colgate? I would say either junior or senior year, obviously, because you know freshman and sophomore year, kind of getting your feet wet, getting adjusted in the not only college academics, but also athletics, but junior and senior year, you're also, you know, the reason why you come to a school like Colgate is you're trying to set yourself up, you know, not only for the first four years you're at Colgate, but for the next 40. So you're trying to find that internship or or that job and really, you know, springboard your career. So while you kind of retire the jersey, you're getting forward and, you know, the next career and the next passion of your life. So I would say probably just junior and senior year, just dedicating that time to finding something. What's the next passion of your life? Do you know what you're going to do after graduation or still a little bit of a work in progress, John? Definitely a work in progress, you know, outside of lacrosse, what I'm going to do. But I actually accepted a job uh, at Ernst & Young, uh, and that opportunity was obviously afforded through my hard work, but also all the people around me supporting me, getting me in touch with people, helping me, you know, study all those questions for interviews. So it goes to obviously – my hard work, but so many people who helped me from the coaching staff, my teammates, and the lacrosse alumni and Colgate alumni. How far is Summit, New Jersey from Hamilton, New York? Uh, it's about three and a half, four hours, so it's it's not too far, so I'm pretty fortunate that uh, you know family can come to games uh, here and there. What's your favorite thing about your hometown back in Summit, New Jersey? I would say the close-knit town, definitely. I actually went to a private school right down the road, but in New Jersey, you can't go wrong with diners and breakfast sandwiches, for sure. Yeah, did you graduate with Samantha Saragusa and Morristown Baird, daughter of Super Bowl champ and overall personality, Tony Saragusa? I absolutely did. Uh, I absolutely did. she a personality like your dad? She's super nice. You know, I've had the opportunity to meet uh, Mr. Saragusa once or twice just around campus when I was in high school, and he he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Um, And I think Sam really... You know, emulates that as well. Definitely um, outgoing, but super, super friendly. I see your dad was quite the soccer player. He played professionally. Uh, yes, he did. My uh, my father's actually from Scotland, um, so he he grew up playing soccer and then play, went on to play professional soccer there as well. 
Now, your two sisters, are they also athletes, or are you the clear-cut athlete of the family? Oh, no. Uh, they are also uh, pretty accomplished athletes. Uh, my oldest sister, Allie, uh, played a bunch of sports growing up and, and played soccer, ice hockey, and, and swam in high school. And then my second sister, Blair, she played soccer, swam, and played lacrosse in high school, and then went on to play lacrosse at Bucknell University. So little Patriot League rivalry there. Let's end the podcast on this. I believe going back to your days at Morristown Baird, what's a blood drive captain? A blood drive captain uh, at Morristown Baird, we do two blood drives. So we get the community to hopefully come and donate blood uh, for people in need, whether it be some type of sickness or some type of injury. Um, So my job as a blood drive captain was pretty much just to call people, reach out, you know, within the community through alumni to parents uh, to see if they would, you know, come in and, and donate blood for definitely an unbelievable cause. John, great stuff. Thank you so much and best of luck against Binghamton. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. What a great guy. John McDonald is very glad that he could be on my podcast for this week. And that will wrap up another edition of the Colgate Raider Report podcast. Until next time, be proud to wear the maroon and white.